Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, the Lady Astor Screen Guild players bring you a rare treat. The lovable teenage youngster, whom you all know as Junior Miss. Our comedy tonight stars Peggy Ann Garner as Judy, Alan Jocelyn as her father, Barbara Whiting as Fluffy, and Frank Nelson as the boss. The Lady Astor Screen Guild players in Junior Miss. There's nothing wrong with Judy Graves. She's a perfectly normal 13-year-old. But while she happens to love her family dearly... This family has absolutely no imagination. <laughs> Which brings us to a touching domestic scene. A few days before Christmas in the Graves' apartment. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Judy, darling. I mean, uh, hello, Judy. What's the matter, Daddy, dear? Judy, how much money have you saved out of your allowance this month? Ninety-one cents. Oh, and Fluffy Adams owes me a nickel. That makes ninety-six. Good. Tomorrow, I want you to buy a dozen eggs and a bottle of maple syrup and give them to the janitor. A present? No, it seems that's what he lost when he stepped on one of your skates in the lobby. Oh. And another thing. Stop pasting up pictures in the elevator, please. Well, I was only trying to help. The elevator looks so drab. They like it that way, Judy. And until they give you the contract to redecorate it, kindly keep Tyrone Power to yourself. Now, I've had a hard day at the office, so... Daddy, where were you born? Hmm? Who wants to know? My English teacher. I have to write my autobiography for school. Oh, well, I was born in Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights? I'm sorry, Judy. I wish it were Shanghai. <laughs> I went to public school, and then Kent, and then to Yale. I met your mother at Smith, and a few years later, I married her. Gee, that's not much of a life. Well, who do you want for a father, Rasputin? <laughs> Buffy's father had a very wild youth. Well, I'm having a very wild middle age. Now, what else? What about Mom? Anything happened to her? Well, she was born in Kansas City. Your grandfather was in the wholesale dry goods business. All the best people used to push on further west. Wonder why he stayed in Kansas City. Maybe he liked it there. Maybe he ran out of gas. I'm sure I don't know. Hello, Dad. Now, what'd she do? My charming sister. Lois, Judy's writing her autobiography, and I'm giving her some facts about the family. Father, not about Uncle Willis. Now, I Lois, know. I think... There that... she goes again. Daddy, what's there about Uncle Willis that I can't know, too? Judy, aren't you a little young? I'm not addressing you. I'm addressing a man who happens to be our father. Daddy, won't you please tell me about Uncle Willis? I promise. My lips will be seen. There's nothing to tell. Your Uncle Willis has been away for a long time. Away? Now, let's drop the subject. Oh, and, Harry. And don't discuss it in front of your mother. Yes, Grace? Oh, I thought I heard you, dear. You'd better hurry. The Curtises are coming for cocktails. Well, considering the fact that J.B.'s my boss... <gasps> That's Buffy. She always rings like that. Yes, I know she She does. She goes, biz, 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 biz. And you go, biz, 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 biz. Why can't somebody around here just go, biz? Hi, Judy. I just finished my autobiography. It's terrific. I'd love to hear your autobiography, Fuffy. Well, I left it downstairs, but I can go... Oh, and... uh, uh, don't bother, Fuffy. Some other time. Oh, sure, it'll keep. It'll stay warm for months. It sizzles. <laughs> Mrs. Graves, can Judy come down to my place for a few minutes? Well, it's almost time for dinner, and we're expecting guests. 
Fluffy, you'd better make it some other time. But they won't be there some other time. What? Who won't be there? Our escorts for Mary Caswell's dance on New Year's night. I'm going with Haskell Cummings. With whom? Haskell Cummings, Jr. That's his name. I'm going with him if he thinks I'm okay. Oh, Haskell Cummings, Jr., huh? Now, Judy, remember, be back in five minutes. Okay, Mom, but, well, gee, that doesn't give him much time to decide. <laughs> Sorry we're a little late, Harry. Ellen had to go home from the office to change. Now, Dad. Now, don't you tease her, J.D. A girl likes to look nice when she's going out. Well, we couldn't have gotten here any sooner anyway. Oh, Harry, I dropped in on Barton of Cummings, Reed, and Barton this afternoon. Oh, how does it look, J.D.? Oh, Barton's sold on us, and so is Reed. Now, if I can just line up Hasco Cummings, we're on velvet. <laughs> you know, Harry, if we land that contract, there's no telling what it might mean for you. Say, uh, where are the girls? Well, Judy's downstairs with her friend, and Lois had a date to go skating. <laughs> Getting to the gallivanting age, eh? Reminds me of Ellen when she was a kid. Always had a lot of drugstore cowboys hanging around the house. They never hung around very long, Dad. You always made them too uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? Well, if I remember rightly, I used to take you and your boyfriends every place. Yes, Dad, you certainly did. Oh, Grace, what about the drinks? Oh, yes, I was... Now, wait a minute. This is the Yuletide season. You let me make you a hot toddy, the like of which you've never seen. Come on, Grace, just show me that kitchen, that's all. To your right, J.D., it's the first door. Ellen, I guess it's just your father's manner. He's sort of overpowering. Yes. Thanks for changing the subject, Harry. I was just about to say something. And it's high time you did, too, the way he keeps treating you like a ten-year-old. I suppose I should say something. Ellen, you know what you ought to do? Get out of the office for a month. Get down to Bermuda and bicycle. Fat chance. If I'm out of his sight for two minutes, he gets panicky. But you have your own life to lead. It's no good for you being with him at the office all day, keeping house for him, entertaining for him, having to make his friends your friends. And most of them pretty boring. And the longer you keep it up, the worse it'll get. Yes, I know. I'll work it out some way. Harry, I don't know what I'd do without you. You're a darling. Hey, I haven't been kissed by anyone but Grace for years. I'll let her kiss Dad. He'll... What's that? What? I didn't hear anything. I, I thought the door closed. Oh, the wind, probably. This apartment's pretty drafty. But no fooling, Ellen. I'm not going to stand by and see you waste your life. One of these days, you and I are going to do something about it. Now, if I come along, your father may need some help with those things. Hello, Joe. This is Judy. Ring Fluffy Adams' apartment, will you? Thanks. Hello, Fluffy. It's Judy. You've got to meet me in the park tomorrow afternoon by the Boulevard statue. Uh-huh. I just saw something perfectly awful. I'm afraid there's a crisis going on in this house. What's it all about, Judy? What's the mystery? What's up? Have a fig, Newton. Thanks, Fuzzy. Before I say anything, I want you to take a sacred vow that this will die with us. Naturally. What is it, Judy? Well, remember that picture where Clark Gable was married to Joan Crawford and, and Myrna Loy was the secretary? Remember? Oh, brother. Well... I think that same thing is developing between my father and Ellen Curtis. <laughs> but, but she's got glasses. So did Myrna Loy when she started out. But after she took them off and got those beauty treatments, she looked gorgeous. That's right, she did. Judy, are you sure? Positive. I saw Ellen kiss my father. Rat hole? May I swallow a live rat hole if I'm lying? I'll take another Fig Newton. Golly, if it were my father, I wouldn't be surprised. But your father's nice to your mother. That's what makes it so awful. Gee, I, I'd hate to see Mom in Joan Crawford's position. Then you'd better do something and do it quick, because you know what'll happen. <whistles> Reno. 
Then I'll be six months with my father and six months with my mother. And I'll never have a place to call my own. And they'll always be fighting about alimony. Oh, it's perfectly awful. Can I have another Fig Newton? You just ate the last. Boy, what a mess passion makes out of people's lives. <laughs> Fuffy, there, there must be some way out. Well, come on. Maybe we can think of something on the way to the movies. The movies? Well, you don't think I could go to the movies with this on my mind. But you can't miss this picture. It's divine. I saw it when it was at the Roxy. It's all about this fellow who's drooling over this woman, and the fellow's brother doesn't like her. I think I've seen it. No, it just sounds familiar. <laughs> so the brother gets a friend of his who's tall and handsome with the most divine smile, and he takes the woman away from the other brother. You see, it's thrilling. Well, after all, I, I do have a lot on my mind. Maybe a little escape would be good for me. Sure it would. You've just got to stop worrying about your family for a while, or you'll have a mental collapse like Betty Davis. Which picture was that? Any Betty Davis picture. She always has collapses. Come on, we're late. Let's go. Hilda. Yeah? Hilda, how long have you worked for this family? Uh, three years. A bit time off for good behavior. I'm serious, Hilda. Have, have you ever known my father to... Well, I mean to say, what are you dreaming up now, Judy? I'm not dreaming up anything. Well, used to say, you should be in bed by now. When your folks went out, they told me that... Oh, now, who could that be? I'll go, Hilda. Yes? Hello. You're Lois, aren't you? I should say not. Oh, isn't this the Graves apartment? Yes, but everybody's out. Wait a minute. Don't tell me you're Judy. Y yes, I am. But... Oh, <laughs> no wonder. It's been so long since I saw you. I'm your mother's brother, Willis. Willis? Uncle Willis? That's right. Oh, gee, come on in. Why didn't you say you were my Uncle Willis? Well, I didn't think you'd know who I was. Oh, I know all about you. You've been away for a long time, haven't you? Yes, a very long time. And now that I'm back, what do you think? Well, you're awfully pale and... Pale? Of course you're pale. Who wouldn't be? Hmm? When... When did they let you out? What? Oh, I know. You'd rather not talk about it. Forgive me. I'll never mention it again. <laughs> All right. Well, you still haven't told me if you like me or not. Oh, it's wonderful to meet you, Uncle Willis, and such a surprise. You're not at all like I imagined you. Did I turn out better or worse? Oh, much better. You're so good-looking for an uncle. Well, I mean, you're tall and handsome, and you've got a divine smile. Golly, you have, just like the brother's friend. I beg your pardon? Oh, you wouldn't understand. I mean... Well, I'll try again tomorrow. If you'll just tell your mother I was here... Oh, Uncle Willis, you're not going. Well, it's getting late. I thought Oh, I... but you can't. You just can't. You've got to stay here. Oh, Judy, you're very sweet. Mother but... wouldn't hear of anything else. Hilda! Hilda! Judy! No use making all the neighbors. Hilda, this is my Uncle Willis. He's going to stay with us tonight. He is? And may I ask where? Well, in our room. Lois can sleep on the couch in the living room. And where are you going to sleep? With you. <laughs> he was afraid of that. Now, look, I don't want to cause any trouble. No, you I... don't have a chance, sir, with that one around. Now, if you come with me, I'll show you to your room. Very well. Oh, well, Judy, it looks as if you've captured me. But I am rather tired. I, I could use some sleep. Good night, my dear. Oh, Uncle Willis. Yes? Uh, you're not married, are you? Not yet. Good. Good night. Hello, Joe. Get me Fuffy Adams. It's very, very important. Fuffy, remember the tall, handsome fellow with the divine smile? Well, Fuffy, he's here. He's my Uncle Willis. That's 
second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild show will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. Did you ever have the good luck to find a forgotten dollar bill tucked away in some purse or handbag you hadn't used for a long time? And do you remember how pleasantly you were surprised? Well, right now, I'm going to tell you how you can have just such a pleasant surprise again. If you will go into your favorite store and ask to see my Lady Esther 30th anniversary set, I'm sure you'll be surprised and delighted. Because this anniversary set is a $1.93 value which you get for only 98 cents plus tax. You save 95 cents on this attractively packaged set. Now, that's not quite a dollar, but it is 95 cents. You see, the set contains my large $1.38 jar of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And in addition, the boudoir-size 55-cent box of Lady Esther face powder in bridal pink, my new shade, which is so very flattering. The $1.38 jar of cream and the 55-cent box of powder together make a regular value of $1.93. But you get both in my anniversary set for only 98 cents plus tax. You save 95 cents. And that is certainly like finding a lucky dollar. But I must caution you to be prompt. There are only a few days left in which you can get this anniversary set. It's being bought up very fast. So do go to your favorite store and ask for the Lady Esther anniversary set early tomorrow. I don't want even one of you to be disappointed by being too late. Lady Esther presents the second act of Junior Miss, starring Alan Jocelyn, Peggy Ann Garner, Barbara Whiting, and Frank Nelson. I believe we agreed a little earlier that Judy is a perfectly normal girl. <laughs> the trouble is, her family has no imagination. And so, a little later, when her parents get home and Mrs. Graves looks into Judy's room... Harry! Harry, there's a man in Judy's bed! That means a rude awakening for Uncle Willis. Explanations, embraces, and a flock of questions. Oh, Willis, you've no idea how we worried. Not even knowing where you were, why didn't you write? I figured I'd caused you enough trouble, Grace. Nonsense. It could have happened to anyone. Well, anyway... I've got it licked now. Haven't touched a drop in four years. And no hankering? Not a single hankering. Oh, Willis, that's wonderful. Judy's grown so much, she must have surprised you. <laughs> I'll say. She thinks I've done a ten-year stretch in jail. What? I'll talk to her in oh, the no, morning. Oh, no, please don't. Don't. I, I want to give her a chance to uh, help me go straight. Don't you see? It's perfect, Fuffy. Uncle Willis and Ellen were just made for each other. Well, Judy, you know and I know, but how are they going to find out? Well, I've got a date with Ellen this afternoon. We're going skating. And I thought maybe I'd sort of ask Uncle Willis. I get it. He goes along, too, and they meet, and it's love at first sight. Oh, no. It wouldn't work. Not while she's wearing those glasses. Well, Fuffy, maybe she won't be wearing them. Huh? Well, I mean... You know, sometimes she takes them off and asks me to hold them while she fixes her hair. And, Fuffy, if I just happened to drop them... Judy, you wouldn't. I certainly would. After all, Fuffy, it's to save my family. No, 
phone, Judy. You mean it worked? Just like a charm. There they were, standing on their skates, and I introduced them. And then Uncle Willis bowed, and well, I guess his skate slipped, and, well... Can you beat that? He really fell for Buffy called her on the phone tonight, and guess what? He made a date! Buffy, five nights in a row, and the afternoons, too. Now, if you'll just ask her out for New Year's Eve... Buffy, he did. He dated Ellen for New Year's Eve. Gee, that's the biggest night of the year. Won't your father be annoyed? Doesn't matter if he is. He'll just have to be satisfied with Mom. Bula, 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 bula. Harry, hmm? it's four o'clock. You'll wake the children. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, you're absolutely right. Bula, bula, bula. What's the matter? I was just thinking about Yale and all the fun I used to have with Itchy Burton. <laughs> Good old Itchy. I wonder if Itchy ever changed his name. <laughs> You'd uh, better get to bed, dear. Oh, he's a wonderful fellow. And now look at him, living in Sandusky, Ohio. He must be awfully lonesome. I think I'll write and wish him a happy new year. Where's the paper? Not I... tonight, dear. You can write tomorrow. But Grace, he's lonesome. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Everybody in Sandusky's lonesome. <laughs> Sandusky's the most lonesomest town in the world. Darling, what's the matter? Well, you look what's worrying you. The way you're going to feel in the morning. <laughs> Good morning, Daddy. Happy New Year. Judy, please, do you have to shout? I wasn't shouting. Here you are, Harry. This will make you feel better. Oh, no, I don't... No, no, drink it all, dear. That's it. I put an egg in it. Well, you might have warned me. I thought for a minute I'd swallowed my tongue. (laughs) Daddy, they say if you're grouchy on New Year's, you'll be grouchy all year round. I expect to be. Oh, oh, that's Buffy. That's her ring. Oh, no. Oh. Sure, Daddy. Can't you hear the door? Oh, wait till I get my ears back on. Hi, a slop Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, no. Hello, Buffy. How are your parents? Not so hot. They sent me up here to play. <laughs> well, you'll have to play very quietly. This family isn't so hot either. Come along, Grace. I think I'll lie down for a while if you'll help me. Buffy, guess what? Ellen just phoned and said that she and Uncle Willis are coming over with a big surprise. You think they're married? Well, they were having breakfast together. What a man, Willis. Well, I guess that puts the skids under your old man. Isn't it wonderful, Buffy? I'll say. If it hadn't been for your Uncle Willis, this family might have been gone with the wind. I know, and I'm going to do everything I can for him. I mean, help him go straight and and get a job. There's the bell. That must be Ellen and Uncle Willis now. Well, aren't you going to open the door? Hilda can do it. I wouldn't want to embarrass them. They might feel that... Happy New Year, Hilda. Happy New Year. Oh, it's only Daddy's boss. His boss? Hey, Judy, this might be your chance. You know, to get a job for Buffy. That's right. And he's Ellen's father, too. I'd better handle him alone. Sure, I have to go anyway. i got to change the ice pack on my father's head. See you later, Judy. Happy New Year, Mr. Curtis. Oh, thank you, my dear. And you, Judy. Happy New Year, South Fellow. Same to you, Mr. Curtis. Daddy's lying down. <laughs> got kicked by a mule, huh? Well, I've got some news for him that's going to make him feel like a new man. Go tell him I'm here. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Curtis, may I ask you something? Well, sure. Go ahead. Mr. Curtis, if you know of a man who'd been in prison, but he'd paid his debt to society and was trying to make a new life for himself, 
How would you feel toward him? Like a brother, Judy. That's what I thought. And you'd want to help him, wouldn't you? Give him a job, I mean. Oh, any time, any time. I'd just love to fill my office with a gang of ex-convicts. Well, gee, that's swell, Mr. Curtis. Count of Ellen, I mean. Ellen? What about Ellen? Well, if she's going to get married, he'll need a job somewhere. Ellen married? What the devil are you gibbering about? Oh, nothing. I wasn't gibbering about anything. Tell me what you were starting to say. Well, I was only going to say that, well, I think Ellen and my Uncle Willis are in love. That's all. Your Uncle Willis? I never heard of him. I know. We never talk about him. He's been away for years. Away? Where? You know, he's the one I was telling you about. The one you're going to give a job to. Ellen's fiance. Stop saying that. Ellen's not in love with anybody. Harry, Harry, where the devil are you? What's the matter, J.B.? What's wrong? Wrong? What's the idea of letting my daughter run around with that jailbird brother of yours? He's not my brother. He's my and brother. he's not a jailbird. <laughs> That's what this little brat of yours told me. Oh, her. That kid's liable to say anything. Judy, did you tell Mr. Curtis that he was... True, Mommy. Ellen knows Uncle Willis all right. There, you see? If you've gotten my daughter mixed up with a jailbird... Hi, J.B., you needn't yell. Everyone in the building can hear you. Well, let him hear. I'm going to keep right on yelling till I get the truth. Well, Dad, you're going to get it now. Well, Ellen! Dad, we called you at home. You weren't there. Of course, you couldn't be there, sir. You were here. Ellen, who is this... this man? That's what I wanted to tell you, Dad. This is Willis Reynolds, my husband. <laughs> Honest, it was pretty awful, Fluffy. Daddy got mad, Mr. Curtis got even madder, and he fired Daddy, and you should have heard the shouting. I can imagine. Aren't families drab? <laughs> but golly, Judy, what are you going to do? I mean, if your father isn't working or anything. I guess we'll all have to pitch in. Maybe I can get a job. A job? What kind of a job? Oh, any kind of a job, just to begin with. Even if it's only 35 or $40 a week. Sure. Sure, anything for a start. Judy, you won't let this keep you from the party tonight. Well, I really should stay home. But after all, Haskell Cummings is expecting to take me. That's right, he is. And besides, maybe I need a little escape. You sure do. And Judy, I just want to tell you one thing. What? When my crisis comes, I just hope I can face it as bravely as you. <laughs> But, Judy, if you tie that bow in front like that, it makes you look like you're a... Hilda! Don't be vulgar. Oh, now who could that be? Come in! You shouldn't scream like that, Hilda. Might be Haskell Cummings, and I wouldn't want him to Good think that... Good evening. You want to call it that? Oh, Mr. Curtis. Oh, Daddy and Mommy are in their room, and I don't think they want... I to... don't care what they want or don't want. Is Ellen here? No, sir. She left with Uncle Willis about an hour ago, and they didn't say when they'd be back. All right, then, I'll wait. I'll wait if it takes me 10,000 years, you hear? Yes, sir. Well, if she'd only come to me, told me, but behind my back. As though I hadn't been a good father. As though I hadn't tried. Oh, stop that phone. Yes, sir. Hello? Hurry, just a minute. Judy, there's a Mr. Haskell Cummings in the lobby. She healed already? Haskell I'm not... Cummings? Ha Did you say Haskell Cummings? Uh, yes, sir. You're, you're telling the wait. Say, you Tell him to wait. Oh, that's his idea, is it? Oh, Mr. Curtis, if you mean... Suppose that... you mind your own business, young lady. Well, after all, Haskell, come... Get out of here! 
Get out before I commit justifiable homicide. for? J.B., are you at it again? Harry, it's hard to believe you'd do a thing like this to me. Do what? Just because I fired you in a moment of vexation. I didn't think you'd try to steal Haskell Cummings. Huh? Now, look here, Harry. I've been through a good deal today. I don't claim I've been 100% right, but heaven knows I've had provocation. I think you ought to meet me halfway at least. But, J.B., Now, I... here's my proposition, short and simple. You get a junior partnership, and you bring in Cummings, Reed, and Bartner's clients. J.B., I honestly... They don't know oh, what you're... playing hard to get, huh? All right, I'll give that brother-in-law of yours a job, too. Is it a deal? Deal? It's a deal. In my words, just as good as a contract. Uh, hello? <laughs> it's okay now. You can send Mr. Cummings up. Send Mr. Cummings up? Sure, Daddy. Don't you remember? He's going to take me to the party. Yes. He... Wait a minute. Do you mean Haskell Cummings, Jr.? Of course, I don't even know his father. You mean you let me go on thinking... Judy, you've either just made me a junior partner or I'm going to get fired all over again. But, J.B., just in case you want to know, Haskell Cummings invited Grace and me for supper tonight. Hmm? Haskell Cummings Sr. Well, now, if you'd like to reconsider our deal... Well, who said anything about reconsidering? You ought to know me. A deal's a deal. Well, Daddy, I guess you can settle this without me, so... Well, I wouldn't want to keep Haskell waiting. Sure thing, Judy. You run right along. Good night, Daddy. Good night, dear. Good night, Mr. Curtis. Hmm? Daddy, tell Mommy goodnight for me. Happy New Year, everybody. Well, what do you know? She kissed me. Yeah, quite a girl you've got there, Harry. Quite a girl. Well, J.B., we kind of like her. Thank you, Ellen, Jocelyn, Peggy, Ann Garner, and Barbara Whiting for your delightful performances in tonight's play. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players are grateful indeed for your appearance here because, as you know, the benefits from these programs go to support the fine work of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. I want to apologize to you who have been so nice as to write and thank me for my Lady Esther anniversary set. I wish I could answer each of you personally, but I simply can't do it. There have been so many of your kind letters. Some of you wrote you were unable to get the anniversary set. Your store had sold out. But I'm sure you will now find they've received more sets since then. And I know you'll be pleased with this $1.93 value, which you get for only 98 cents plus tax. This attractively packaged set gives you my large $1.38 jar of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And in addition, the boudoir-sized 55-cent box of Lady Esther face powder, my flattering new shade bridal pink. As you see, this makes a regular value of $1.93, but you get both for only 98 cents plus tax. You save 95 cents, almost a dollar, a lucky dollar. However, there are only a few days left if you want one of my Lady Esther anniversary sets. So many of you have written me that the value is actually more than you expected, and the sets are going awfully fast. But try your favorite store again tomorrow. If you do, I'm quite sure you'll get a set, and I know you'll be happy with it.
next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Old Lady Shows Her Medals. It will star Ethel Barrymore, Lionel Barrymore, and Douglas Fairbanks, Jr. Be sure to listen. Junior Miss was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of Darrell F. Zanuck's The Razor's Edge by Somerset Mom. Junior Miss was based on the book by Sally Benson and is the subject of a radio series presented by Wolf Associates, Incorporated. Peggy Ann Garner and Barbara Whiting can now be seen in the 20th Century Fox picture, Home Sweet Homicide. Alan Jocelyn can soon be seen in the Columbia picture, The Thrill of Brazil. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Tonight's Lady Esther Screen Guild show is being heard by our servicemen and women overseas through the worldwide shortwave and network facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you, and good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>